All right, and we're recording, friends. Um, hello, I'm John, and I'm Emma, and this I'm Colin. And, but, but, <laughs> you son of a bitch. Um, and and uh, with our guest Colin um, and Neptune on my lap, uh, this is we'll get to that. Um, it's a podcast about stuff and things. There's a lot of stuff. Yeah. And there's a lot of things. Um, so today we're going to be talking about the career of IT. I know we've talked about like technology and security and, and, and all of that comes to a point in episode nine, revenge of the IT. Um, and our special guest today is Colin. Um, he has been with us before. He's been with us before. We're very glad to have him back. Glad to be back. Thanks for inviting me back after, yeah. after my <laughs> first yeah. performance. No <laughs> problemo. I mean, if it, the the truth is, like, Colin is extremely articulate. Art, articulate. Articulate. <laughs> so you're not. And I'm not. And, I'm just kidding. And uh, and Colin's also been in this field a lot longer than I have. Um. He's seen some things. Some things. <laughs> yeah. He's seen some things you wouldn't believe. You wouldn't fucking believe, bro. Um, I don't know. He probably has, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here and there. Not as, not as, I don't know. I bet, I bet John has, has seen just about as much crazy stuff as I have just from being in the field a lot. Yeah. The, the, the field is riddled with some shit. <laughs> some serious shit. Yeah, so that's kind of what we're going to talk about today is yeah. a little bit of some of the issues, I guess, I guess you could say within the field of IT and, you know, just the fact that, you know, it, it's such a rapidly growing thing that didn't exist, you know, decades ago and has kind of just really taken off um, maybe before some some kind of things about the field could really be established. So, um, and you take us into our first point, which is the brief history and the definition of yeah. the IT person. Okay. So, John, why don't you give us that? Because you are an IT person. Um, well, so is Colin. Okay. Yeah. But you, <laughs> you wrote the note. So that's I did. I did write this I, piece. Colin, okay. feel free to, you know, share if you have. Well, I think there's like, there's two ways to look <laughs> at it, right? One is that, you know, the technology of information is like a tradition that runs back through human history, right? Um, and so it is coming from a deeper place in terms of like, who has helped administer the, the, you know, books. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, there's a, there's a pretty funny uh, YouTube video about, like, you know, what is it, like, 16th century IT guy, and it's like a monk helping somebody read a book, and it was, <laughs> it's pretty funny. Like librarians. So, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, I do believe that those, the, that our professions are linked in some, you know, fundamental oh, yeah. ways, but... Um, I mean, but would you... Would you consider the Dewey Decimal System as like the first database system? Well, that's that's the you know, that's the real question that I think is sort of outside the bounds of what yeah. people what is outside the bounds of what is useful discussion. You know yeah, what I mean? that's so, that's true. So, so <laughs> you know, it's like that's in some a ways we bonus could say, episode for a later day. <laughs> in some ways, we could say like everything is IT, man. Everything <laughs> going back through human innovation. Um, but, and we can also say, no, we're talking about the specific job that was invented when personal computing 
and like mainframe computing. Well, I mean, I would say less so when mainframe computing came to the office and more so when personal computing came to the office. Because when it was mainframe computing, like in the early, early days, right? Like those were all like freaking computer scientists and programmers and, and oh, yeah. doctors and stuff like that. Um, yeah, that so, was that was like the earliest rendition of the job I work now, where it's like, these are com- truly computer research scientists. Right. Scientists with a PhD. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Usually a PhD, sometimes a master's. Some of the guys we have on staff are masters. Um, but yeah, you're, they're, you're doing research. You're not supporting systems. Um, and so, yeah, I think there was a point, and this is, this is really probably, you know, super, probably relevant, you know, it's like, there's a point where the personal computer, like the personal workstation start, and I don't know, cause I didn't, you know, didn't research the specific point, but like, you know, where the workstation became a thing in a small business or in a big business in a small business, and then it came home. And I think it was that relationship with the home computer that sort of created IT as we know it today, mm-hmm. which is more or less somebody who grew up using a computer and then got a job doing, you know, doing the same thing, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's become maybe a little bit less specialized, right? Where in the beginning, the people kind of engaging with computers were like the most educated, like experts. And now it can kind of be anybody. There's your problem. As as evidenced (laughs) by John and I working in the field, they will literally anyone. Right. (laughs) Um, So, so I wrote a couple notes here. One was IT stands for information technology, which is, I have always just been like, wow, that is dumb. Like that is such an <laughs> absurdly broad term for what it is. Um, so I wrote a job description for it, which is for the, for this job, which is uh, mm. the person whose job it is to make sure your computer can allow you to do your work. This involves managing the computer slash devices itself um themselves the equipment they connect to and the data they produce colin did i miss anything um i think that is pretty accurate um yeah and i mean you know you could talk about how like each of those things you know the computer itself the equipment it connects to the data it produces the programs that run on it you know the the network infra- you know it's all sort yeah. of like yeah this is this is all making sure the computers work so that other jobs can be done on them you know exactly that's, that's much where we're at and i and i point out a sub point here because the last the current job that i work in the last job or more in this sub point which is there are of course jobs that involve managing just one piece of the above whereas i only manage the network infrastructure and colin i believe manages the workstation slash server infrastructure server infrastructure myself. server infrastructure and yeah so it's like and the larger your company becomes the more you need people in these kind of sub pieces of the field whereas we've both also worked for small companies where you're pretty much doing everything yes yourself which is Mm -hmm. always fun Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's it's fun because you get to touch a lot of cool shit it's not so fun because you get to touch a lot of stuff that doesn't work it's it's not so fun because you're an 18 year old you know who's like (laughs) holding critical business infrastructure in your hands with no real training (laughs) oh no that was an actual thing at my last job we actually they actually hired an 18 year old 
which is i mean you know not not to be ageist <laughs> right not it's to be just, ageist but yeah it's, it's uh it's just what i mean and what i mean to imply is that there hasn't been a chance for any sort of like professional training really. yes you know? exactly right that's... yeah which you know yeah it's like again nothing wrong with with being 18 but i think you know where just from an outsider's perspective where i'm seeing the issue is that you know this job is so so important right like you oh, know, it's, it's like, yeah, no, no, I mean, not you specifically. Oh, you know what? <laughs> just but IT in general, it's like I could not, especially, you know, right now working from home, it's like I could not do any part of my job without, you know, some reliance on technology and some reliance on things that are maintained by IT professionals. And that's the case for so many, like almost every industry now is like we rely on some level on some type of IT support, right? It really like, this is a way that the world is now for better or worse. And I think the problem is it's like, it's a job now that has so much weight, you know, maybe like when it very first began and, you know, computers were more for like academic, you know, things like that. Not that that's not important too, but it's like maybe it wasn't as important, but now that like everything in our lives, like, you know, banking, education, healthcare, like all of these things, you know, depend on IT professionals. So it's like, okay, so that's such an important job. And so, you know, you would think that it would be important to make sure that you have people in those jobs that are competent and ethical and know what they're doing and have good training and have good support because what they do is so critical to, you know, the infrastructure of the world. But, you know, what I'm kind of hearing and what I've learned from John and, you know, kind of witnessing your time at, at your careers is that that's not always the case because so let's talk about this for a second so there's no official credential or anything that you need to have in order to become an it person right? oh yeah there's yeah. So no that's... there's like no basic there's any literally anybody can do it right yeah. like so we're, now, we're now in point two there are there are certifications you can get that amount to like studying for well the the the, the lower tier ones are multiple choice tests the higher tier ones get into like actual lab work and wait a minute excuse stuff. me sir the a plus <laughs> and the network plus are multiple choice oh are they not have you taken no no no, no, no i haven't taken them oh man if you haven't oh anyways if it would be useful <laughs> at all to you yeah it's 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 pretty simple stuff to knock out and i'm just making now i'm just helping make the point of the podcast <laughs> right which is right. That, yeah like the and and you know maybe it shouldn't be inaccessible right um but yeah. right. the lower the lower tier stuff um for like basic desktop support um and basic server support even is all multiple choice you know you, you theoretically study this book you take a multiple choice test for a couple of hours and then you've got a certificate from you know there's not really a unified body of like there's because there's microsoft has their credentials program there's mm -hmm. comtia has their credentials program there's several other like sort of uh, structures i guess and you know for and they're not they don't conflict with each other but it's also just sort of an example of uh, you know an employer can basically pay attention to whichever one they choose to it's not really like right. there's not like one body of professional like uh, right. credentialing no, like that, that every board of it like i'm thinking of like <laughs> so in my field you know i'm a psychologist or I'm going to become a psychologist and Thank it's you, very there's like a lot of gatekeeping like it's mm -hmm. very specific specific things there is only one way in California and in most states to become a psychologist mm -hmm. um, which is have a doctoral degree and get licensed <laughs> through and a very specific process that's it let's note one thing here 
you can't just come in from another country and start practicing psychology here. No, you Same can't. Same thing with medicine. Yeah. Whereas IT, hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, so it's like on and that, like I'll admit, you know, like that's very inaccessible. Like my path and like medicine doctors, you know, medical doctors have similar things where, you yeah. know, like that's very inaccessible. That's hard for a lot of people to get into. Well, and so it's like, I think, you know, Somewhere, you know, it's like maybe maybe IT doesn't have to be quite like that, yeah. but maybe it's a little more than what it is now, which is where, you know, it's these certifications. But I know, like, you know, even not all places require those kinds of certifications. Yeah, let's dig so, into that know. a little bit, actually, because, like, yeah. you know, that that there is a heavy amount of inaccessibility to the medical field, to the psychology mm-hmm. field, to to these fields where you're actually like. And not to not to knock research psychologists, I mean research PhDs, but I mean like a true doctor, right? Like in a traditional, like where you practice in a clinical context, cutting on someone's body, like or affecting an individual's health, or spiritually cutting on their brain. (laughs) (laughs) I like that description of what I do. Yeah, but like providing, um, like providing services to patients, basically. I think is what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. yeah, and so. And those are very inaccessible fields. I mean, you hear about like, you know, refugees from our actions in other countries, like, you know, refugees from Iran and and Vietnam, um, who are full on doctors in their country. They've received the training. They know what they're doing. They come here and they're driving a taxi or something. You know, mm-hmm. like this was a that's that was a story you kind of heard of a lot. Like in in large back when we used to accept large amounts of refugees, seventies, like eighties, um. And it's like, should IT be that inaccessible? I don't think so. I would say probably not. And also, you know, like you guys were saying earlier, there's a really wide range in what IT can mean, right? So it's like, you know, it's like maybe you're an IT professional, but you only work with like one piece of that thing, right? So Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, there's such a, a wide range. Whereas, you know, saying that you're a doctor or a psychologist or something like that is like, there's kind of an expectation that you know a lot about you know, yes. like you're kind of an expert in that, in like a, kind of a wide range of things. I think, I think there's one thing that, um, that helps, you know, that helps explain some of this though too, which is, I don't know. I mean, this is kind of a, I'm trying to figure out which thread to pick at. Um, it's mm-hmm. basically, I mean, it comes down to money, right? Because all mm-hmm. of those things, having a, pro, having a professional, um, career, you know, a career professional who has those, who has all those credentials costs more money right and small businesses you know even large businesses right they they do not want to spend it and i think that's where like Good point, that's yeah. that explains where a lot of the lack is is because you, there would need to be just just more money put into the career um in order to to sort of take it from where it is now right to like you know everyone um have you know having a specific credential and, and the employers actually caring about those credentials because i mean what you've right. got now is like also the equivalent I, I don't know i mean i, I don't really I, I don't really know where the analogy is because it's like i guess there's also there's sort of an it guy in almost every office mm-hmm. um which puts it on a different level than like you know there's not necessarily a doctor in it. sometimes there's a lawyer in a lot of offices but um, yeah. that's accountants that's super expensive accountants i, I think sure. an accountant has to pass a a, a CPA test, right? I think there's something for accountants. Yeah. Yeah, no. And, and yeah, and that's why I, I, one of the reasons why I don't think it should be as inaccessible, but it's just like, should it be quite as accessible as it is right now? You know, 
Um, I mean, let's talk about yeah. the positives and negatives of that. Like sure. um, when I was looking for a job, I interviewed at school districts because my mommy told me to. No, I'm just oh my kidding. gosh. She suggested school district IT because it was like, oh yeah, you know, I don't know. So I, public I, school districts will take anybody. <laughs> well, I think <laughs> her thing was just that she knew the people in that field. Mm-hmm. You know, she knew it existed. So I, I interviewed at um, Hayward Unified and San Leandro Unified. Um, and I'll say this, like, you know, they had to sit down and just take a test at both places. I think that's standard operating procedure for most school districts is they have you take a really simple multiple choice test just to prove that you didn't just like fall off the 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 bus right in front of the district <laughs> office. Um, and and I'll say this really diverse crowd taking the test with me both times. Like it's it was it's clearly like. What's funny, and we'll talk about this later, is once you actually get in the role, it's not very diverse. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, it was a really diverse group taking the test with me and applying for the job. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. Like, you know, at least the application itself is accessible. I mean, that's not that great, but it's a step somewhere, I guess. Yeah, I would say, I mean, there's like the, the biggest advantage. And I mean, one that I, you know, I believe, you know, believe in and participate in is, you know, is, is that it is a super accessible career to get into. And like, you know, you can, you can basically get anybody on the street, anybody off the street who has like used a computer a few times in their life, um, you know, and get them on a help desk, helping other people out and get them in a position where they can learn a lot more. Yes, right. Absolutely. Um, and, 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 you know, you know, we're sort of focused on the negatives, right. So far, but the positive is, you know, if that person is engaged, if they do have good mentorship and are introduced to a good structure, um, they can learn a lot, right. From without, mm-hmm. without the gatekeeping of, I mean, and right. when we talk about gatekeeping, we're talking about really hundreds of thousands of dollars more specifically, right. Like, right, so right. this is a career you can get into without going hundreds of thousands of dollars into debt. Yeah. Um, and, and then it, you know, it still is is lucrative enough um, to, to live a pretty, you know, pretty decent life, whatever cost of living, you know. Yeah, I mean, we can at. talk about this this point really quick, which is that the um, the Bureau of Labor Statistics says that the median income is $84,000. And it's like, it's pretty good. That's actually more than pretty good in some parts of the country. And that's yeah, nationwide. That's, that's nationwide. It's yeah. pretty good for a career that you don't need a specific type of degree. You don't yes. need an advanced I mean, degree. You don't need... I'll say this, no. the Bureau of Labor Statistics thinks that you need a bachelor's. Let me tell you how many people I've actually worked with who have bachelor's. <laughs> right. Come on. Right. I think that's one of those things. It's like it's maybe maybe helpful if you do have it, but not well, essential. That's, that's it's interesting. That's an interesting kind of sub point to go into. That is well, an interesting sub point. <laughs> I do know some people who have computer science degrees and have gone into the IT career um, with a computer science degree. And yeah. I would say it's almost a useless degree in it that context. Truly, I mean, um, because it really is meant more for, yeah. for like, mach- like in machine level engineering, coding, programming right. level stuff. Mm-hmm. It's also computer science as it stood 
in the universities uh, what 20 years ago um yeah was it was just sort of broad didn't really go into the specifics didn't really go into like career you were su- sort of supposed to bring your own career right like yeah. you get a computer science degree you know whether you have a knack for like i want to do co- coding i want to do database programming i want to do networking if i want to do networking i'm not going to fucking get a computer science degree right <laughs> um so um i mean it's kind of crazy right like at my yeah, last there's, job it, it's like there, oh sorry go ahead well, let me just, this is just super brief. At my last job, I, I worked with a guy who had a master's degree mm-hmm. in computer science and he was getting paid 20 grand less than me per year. It's wild. It's yeah, wild. And I was like, this is nuts. And and the mm. thing is, and it's, you know, not to talk too much crap about this, the people in that position, but it's like, you're sort of meant to do more with a computer science degree than IT. Um, IT is, and this is sort of where I was like thinking of going with it, is like in a lot of ways, it maybe should be thought of as a trade, right? Um, yes. Mm-hmm. A trade school kind of thing. Um, it, in a lot of ways, it is similar to like, you know, medical stuff in that you're, you know, you're maintaining this fragile infrastructure that people don't understand and really depend on you and you know all right. that stuff but in a lot of ways it's also like having you know an automatic an auto mechanic or, or yeah. an air conditioning repairman or something and it like is that. a lot like that like um you know like i can go down to my my junior college granted not the one next to my house i have to go a little farther to get my diesel truck mechanic <laughs> training but i can do that um and you know it is kind of dependent on these for-profit private institutions Mm -hmm. to get you that level like we've worked with a couple people at least that i know of who went to healed college which is now gone it doesn't exist it's completely bankrupt and it's Mm -hmm. like yeah i'm sure they got useful training from healed but it but there's no institution to back that point on your resume up anymore which Mm -hmm. sucks and so it's like, why, why can't community colleges have never stepped into that role? No, no sort of state sanctioned education institution has a, has a trade program for quote unquote IT that I know of. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting. Cause it's like, where, you know, where, where would, where would you go with it? Would these, you know, you think about these clients of, you know, and I mean, this is, this is where we can really get get snarky is yeah is like when for the people who really go to the bottom of the barrel in terms of hiring their it staff right and mm, hire these I, MSPs. we may have worked for some places like that. <laughs> and there truly are they truly do have like you know such a lowest bidder mentality that they'd rather pay an outside firm you know fifty thousand dollars than an individual in-house sixty thousand dollars right right um so um these people, they're not going to pay. They're not going to pay for credentialed professionals. You know what I mean? Like it's right. the sort of thing it's that true. like, if, if they're, if they are asked to pay a hundred thousand dollars salary, um, for someone to fulfill this, you know, and I mean, you could try to leverage it with insurance, right? Like, oh, if you're not, if your IT guy is not, is not credentialed in this way, then your insurance is going to be fucking insane. Um, so you could try to like leverage mm-hmm. it with insurance. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, I think if you, if you really pressured small businesses into like no you've got to have a professional in this position um they would you know they'd opt out like you know what i mean of i don't know i, I, right. I don't know what that would look like they'd hire yeah. you know, they'd hire these shadow staff staffers anyway because they don't want to invest in that part of their business at least that's what i've seen yeah and yeah before... so that kind of sorry well i was just gonna say 
that we'll we'll have to start talking about managed service provider IT and kind of on a, on a large sub point here briefly. But I also just wanted to read this hilarious job description that Yami sent me two weeks ago. My my <laughs> good friend and coworker um, who is still on Robert Half's emailing list apparently, <laughs> and this just kind of shows like what how little companies value this position six day project um for an office move they want to pay you 20 an hour <laughs> and which would what that would amount to 160 bucks a day yeah about a thousand yeah. bucks total a thousand thousand dollars for a major office move where their entire business probably hinges on this office move because they need the computers right. to work right sure but they want yeah. it for a for they want to hire two techs, so they want to. They want to hire movers. Grand. Yeah. They want to hire movers for two thousand bucks to 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 just unplug this stuff, forklift it over, and plug it back in. And it's like, this is this just creates this entropy, this like spiral where it's like, okay, the less you invest, the more your stuff breaks down. The less you care, the more expensive it would be to fix it. The more you just sort of suffer. You know. I the, wish I could do it. Infrastructure. I wish I could do a documentary on the, the experience that they will have ultimately. I believe the job would have started yesterday. So Yeah. So what I was going to say was like, do you think that this, um, you yeah, know, I'm sorry for interrupting you. Yeah, it's okay. Um, that this like, you know, kind of like unwillingness to like spend more for IT. And like, like you said, and I agree with you, I think there'd be a lot of business that would be like, well, we don't really care if somebody has a credential or we don't care if somebody, you know, like yeah. we're not, that's not worth paying more for, you know, do you think that that is overall kind of related to, you know, something that I think we've talked about in other episodes and maybe even the episode with Colin about like people not really understanding how important this is and not really understanding like how IT actually works. I mean, that's what I think. I think that's a big part of it. Yeah. yeah. And, and and I've you know I've seen the I've had a I've had a lot of a lot of time in my career to like armchair psychiatrists right or armchair mm-hmm. psychologists like these small business owners and the decisions mm-hmm. they make and you know it's it's they want to I think in a lot of ways the analogy that 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 I've come up with that works for me like they want to treat computer stuff like office furniture maybe i brought this specific analogy up before but it still applies right <laughs> yeah where it's like yeah. they're like I bought a computer. Like that was a thousand bucks. I bought that computer. What what else do you want from me? And it's like <laughs> right. well, that thing costs you however much. You know that that's going to cost you five hundred dollars a month to run. Yeah. You know you bought into it for a thousand dollars, but like if you're not using it to make more money with actively, then yeah, don't don't invest in it. Um, well, don't you know, even buy it. Right. And, and, and I'd like to say that that's just an older generational way of thinking. Um, that's that will pass away as people, you know, just generationally put more value in tech, but that's, that's not the case. I've seen people, <laughs> well, yeah, I've, I've seen people younger than me, you know, failing to understand or value the stuff, just like, yeah. you know, just like our elders do. And like, it's all, it comes mm-hmm. out a cheap, a cheapskate problem, not a technology problem. You know, yeah. So. Yeah, and that's that's something where I I always tell Emma like I really hope that this just ages out. I, that's one of the few things I'm optimistic about. But yeah, <laughs> I, I about a lot of things. My yeah. back of my mind, <laughs> I'm like, so many. yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think like something I I feel like I've noticed too with like younger people is they think it's like, well, I don't need somebody to help me with my computer. Like I know how to use a computer. I'm a like youth. I'm not a boomer, you know. Right, and so right. they they kind of feel it's like, well, I don't need like a professional to help me with this, even though maybe what they know how to do is like very basic compared right. to like what it actually needs to happen behind the scenes in order to make all of these things work mm-hmm. right 
Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I think that's a that's a good point that it's like, you know, you can be a super adept computer user. Um, and I think that's where a lot of administrators come from. But, you know, the actual just the tasks of administering the computer are it's just a different set of tasks. It's just a whole job. It's right. not about whether you can or not. It's about whether like, hey, this is a full time job. Is right. it your job? No, <laughs> then why don't you want to get back to your job and let somebody else do this? Exactly. One? You know, that's right. sort of the thing where it's like, mm -hmm. look, I'm not saying this is beyond your skill set. You know, it's just that it's a fucking full full time job, right? Right. Yeah, so I think exactly. people don't understand how much actually Thank really right. goes into it. Thankfully, I haven't run into that many places where like someone who has another job is also doing that. I have oh, heard man. legends of these places. Like I was talking to um you didn't find that to be like endemic at, at our previous place <laughs> i mean i definitely found it in some places like you know winery that starts with an h had <laughs> a salesforce admin doing it stuff which i guess is kind of really but it, but then it turns out like oh yeah being a salesforce admin is a whole different like ball game like that's pretty busy yeah job i don't know and and but yeah, the guy I was talking to yesterday, my coworker who is a boomer, I think, I can't even tell really how old he is, to be honest. Um, he, he has boomer energy. He has boomer energy. <laughs> the way you describe yeah. him. So I've never seen him, but I, okay. I have always pictured him in my yeah. mind as a boomer. Yeah. I, as much as like, I, I don't really like him that much, but I try not to write off everything he says because he does have valuable input. And one of the valuable things he told me was he used to work for a state organization that was a local park district mm -hmm. and he was their only it guy mm -hmm. and he basically that no one there understood really like what he was there for and so they tried to like tack on other jobs to his job like they had him doing like like construction management <laughs> And it's like, mm -hmm. what? What? what you, what's going on here? Like, you, you right. guys don't understand how busy this guy is. You only have one IT guy. Right, right. So that's that's the perfect example of, yeah, like, I haven't seen anything that egregious, but maybe I haven't been looking. I feel like uh, yeah. sometimes, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no, you go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say, I feel like sometimes IT, it feels a little invisible to people until there's a problem. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, where's the IT? You know, like, but, yeah. like, but when things are going well, they're like, well, what are you doing? You know, exactly. even though like you might be working really hard to keep everything going well. Yeah. And I think, you know, like we, you know, we talk about that with, you know, as professionals in the industry a lot, it's like, you know, that's something they tell you, you know, new job, first day type stuff. It's like, oh, you know, like the people only notice when we're having, when we're doing, right. you know, when we're having problems mm -hmm. and da -da -da, if you do the best job you can, like, you know, people won't notice you at all, all this stuff. Um, and that's true to some extent, but it's also, I would say, just to challenge, just to challenge that, <laughs> like, idea. Um, I'd say in a lot of cases, that's a failure of leadership and a failure of, you know, ourselves to, like, just perform a basic level of, of communication and PR, you know what I mean, for yeah. our own individual Yeah, that's, that's true. Because um, yeah. it's, like, it's not easy, it's not hard for me, and I mean, maybe I'm just an especially gifted person, <laughs> <laughs> but it's not hard for me to walk up to, you know, any any given, you know, person who's using my network and explain to them what I'm, you know, what I'm doing mm -hmm. to them, right? Like, or right. what I'm doing to them, what I'm doing for them. Like, it's not some 
mystery inaccessible thing. Right. Um, it's it's something that can be explained in layperson's terms in a few sentences, and I don't need to like mystify my own career, right? Right. Um, yeah, and 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 so I I think it can't like on an individual level we can do more to explain to people what we are doing. And on another level, right. it's like when when it comes to like leadership and who's making you know who's making the broader decisions for a for a company. It's like do we ask workers to you know like understand you know it's like the boss is paying rent right do we ask workers to like <laughs> you know like um really see that rent like i, I don't know, maybe that's a bad analogy right because yeah it's like you want to see your building not falling down <laughs> um but right like you you just sort of accept that like we pay we pay rent we pay insurance mm -hmm. um you know we're not seeing things happen as a result of paying right. that money we're like we're keeping the ground under our feet by paying that money right. and, and you need leadership that understands that and is not gonna mm -hmm. like constantly challenge your you know, oh, why, what are we paying you for? What are you doing? Like, mm -hmm. it should be pretty, pretty well established. Like, well, I keep the servers running. I keep the workstations running. I keep the internet running. Like, does that stuff not valuable to you? You think that's going to happen automatically? If you think it's going to happen automatically, I'm doing a bad job. You know? Yeah. So. I think, I think, uh, like, I think I was, I was telling Emma this yesterday. Like, if you're the only IT person in, at a company in 20, in the 21st century, you you almost have to be part salesman you almost yeah. have to be like yeah i'm doing this for you and i'm doing a great job and this went so well and like like if you're a if you're a singular it person out there at a company i encourage you to send out like by bi bi-weekly reports like hey here's what's going on in the it department Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, just make these people aware that you exist. I think that's a good idea. Well, and I also think, like, a lot of people are not good at communicating in that way. Yes. yes, <laughs> um, yes. So that may be hard for some individual people, yeah. but I and do I think th that's important. Yeah. I think, with, I think with one person, too, like, you know, single IT guys are, like, you know, like, they 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 have an easier time getting in touch with their company because it's like I should, if I'm the only guy I gotta yeah, I gotta come out there and fix your you know fix your workstation every time yeah. it breaks. It's as soon as they're getting it's as soon as they get an underling right, and that goes back to this like our whole career is made of like weird little frauds and <laughs> power power grabbers <laughs> yeah. right because it's like as soon as you get an underling you're like ah yeah I get to fucking sit in the server room and never talk to <laughs> users again and it's like why do you want that that's gonna you know that's gonna ruin your you know basically ruin yeah. your career doing that but most jobs in it are customer service roles that's true it, i mean yeah just proportionally yeah i'm yeah. sure that's true i mean mine isn't and i don't yours isn't really either but yeah for like the first time well no i mean it wasn't really in the um when i was on the knock and inside either so yeah but but like other people we work with are in that role um I mean, I, we have a specific department at my job who handles that kind of stuff and they don't all have to be technical. Um, but, um, but yeah, a large part of it is customer service. And it's like, you, you do have to be able to communicate because otherwise these people, like, like, you know, you you hear about all these crazy examples that seem crazy to you until you meet the people involved where it's like, Oh yeah, I was the head of IT. Then I got a, an assistant because there was so much work, and then they replaced me with my assistant because it was <laughs> cheap because they were right. cheaper than me, and my work wasn't visible anymore. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And the assistant's work was visible, and I'm like, right. yeah, there you go, right there, man. Mm. Like, 
Yeah, that's interesting because I feel like the the stereotype of people who like like technology and like want to go work with computers are like not people who are good at communicating yeah. and socializing. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, of course, that's not true of everybody in that job, but I feel like that is there are the stereotype. Yeah. It's it's it really. You know what the problem is though, is it's a stereotype that's so widely known. Um, that people really lean into it you yes. know and i think that like mm-hmm. you know john and i i think i think i can say without too much like you know um hedging like john and i are both pretty outgoing people and pretty technical people yeah um and so i <laughs> i really do look at people who use a technical career as an excuse to be antisocial with a lot of a lot of disdain like i think yeah. it's just the laziest like have you met no, people like, like that though oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're all over our That's career all yeah. over our career yeah um and there's a lot of people who aren't there's, but then there's you know there's a lot of like super friendly absolutely no technical skill people you know so that's like, true too um so it really is all over the spectrum but, but yeah. the main thing to me is like if you're somebody who thinks that you're like super technical and like holds yourself up as super technical and you use that as an excuse to interface with people poorly to interface with people only on your terms like that's just mm, i i reject you professionally yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean like that's, yeah. that's no good and we've worked with a lot of people like that yeah. um i worked with an entire client's IT department that was like that. <laughs> and I'm like, and Colin, I think, knows who I'm talking about. They, they're a certain company that owns quite a few racetracks. Um, and I I'm, I always wondered, like, I don't think they all started out that way. I think it's a, I think it's a culture that you create in, an, in your department. And, mm-hmm. and that's where it's like, IT also really leans heavily on the leadership. Mm-hmm. Of, of like whether you're answering mm-hmm. to oftentimes you're answering to accounting because mm-hmm. you spend a lot of money um sometimes you actually have a cto that you answer to mm-hmm. um and in this case there was a cto but he kind of divorced himself from the rest of the department and then they become a bunch of bunch of uh, angry little live in the basement people and <laughs> You know, the worst IT stereotype. The worst IT stereotype. Yeah, and it's like that's problematic, obviously. Um, but yeah, it's like you you need you need someone in a leadership role to stick up for you if you're gonna if you're working as a department. Like we just talked about the singular IT guy. Now we're kind of talking about the group IT department, and lead, leadership is highly important, and they have to have understanding of what the hell you're doing. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's a weird it's a weird balance to strike, right? Because mm-hmm. I don't want to like I don't want to say that there needs to be no accountability, yeah. right? Because um, there definitely needs to be a lot of accountability, but there's got to be a lot of just a lot of buy-in from leadership. Like a like yes. what I was sort of reaching for in before is like in the same way that you wouldn't you wouldn't um, question your rent money, you wouldn't cr- cr- that you try to cut down on that or like cheap your landlord out on that. It's like, look, IT, you you can. It's fair to expect a lot out of it, but you're just gonna have to pay a lot for it if you yeah. want computers in your office at all. Like, just deal with that. Right. Um, and a lot of leaders don't feel that way. A lot of a lot of decision makers at companies are still like not mm-hmm. feeling that way, mm-hmm. unless it's either number one a really rich company or number two a uh, a very technically forward company. Yeah. And even the latter is not, not a guarantee. Absolutely. Right. I mean, yeah. like, um, let me think of some examples. I mean, that same, a, a company related to the company I just talked about, like, 
the person I answered to, who I think Colin knows who I'm talking about, had a very good understanding of what I of what the company, mm-hmm. the IT company I worked for was doing for them and valued it highly and let us spend a lot of money when necessary. And you didn't and have to like fight to save the contract, not, fight yeah. to save the relationship because it was somebody who knew like, look, this, this keeps the servers running. If the servers break down, yeah, I can go hold them accountable, but like, yeah. I'm not trying to get rid of this expense. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. When I had to buy a $50,000 storage device, there were no questions asked. It was just like, all right, that'll fit in next year's budget. Yep. There we go. And that's important, obviously. Um, but then, I don't know where I was going with that. A lot of places aren't like that. Yeah, a lot of places I'm, aren't like is what that. what I'm taking away. Um, that seems like a great exception. Oh, I wanted to talk about the tech forward part of it. Cause... Oh, well, there's, yeah, there's another example that is I, I, did, some, I did some outsourced work for them. Um, and they build themselves as a, you know, a security company, a company that made security appliances, like yeah. info, information this, security. This is like, exactly and, who I was going to bring up. And so to me, and this may be, <laughs> I don't want to alienate Emma, right? But it's like, it's sort of like, if you are a company that's making a security product and you're outsourcing your IT operations, like what like what are that you doing was, like that's just that's a big security breach right there that basically shows was... shows what a joke you are you know yeah right even though they so, were even though... specifically fascinating example that's true yeah yeah um but even though they were tech forward company and even a security forward company um the way that they actually op- actually operated behind the scenes was just laughable you know yeah just absolutely totally unaccountable and and it made it all the more disconcerting when you're watching these emails flow into their Salesforce portal from Navy.mil mm-hmm. and shit. And I'm like, oh, God, and yeah. Facebook and like, yeah. oh, yeah. And the fact that one, you know, like, <laughs> you know, one incident, like a single incident at one vendor could could expose data from both Facebook and the Navy at the same time. It's just it's sort of the scariest. <laughs> thing. Yeah. So, you know, you can have a great sales department. <laughs> you have a great sales department getting you all these high-end clients, and then you're like, but how did we have this And you're, you're basically selling people a box full of rocks with, a, with an Ethernet <laughs> port in it. You know what I mean? Like, like, you're selling people something that you could do on a Linux server, any given Linux server with a net sc- network scanner, right? Like, right, right, I mean, yeah. You know, it's just like what they're actually selling to people is... Well, that's a whole... Uh, just snake oil. That's a whole other department you can get into the, the, <laughs> fin, right. the fin, uh, FinSec. Right. right. And, and that's an interesting conversation right there. But, um, but yeah, this specific company, the psychology behind it was really fascinating, right? You have... Emma's like, oh, you're trying to tie me in here. <laughs> no, it it's really obvious. was. Like, um, you've got, you know, what was there? There's one IT, there's one quote unquote IT guy. There was a guy who was like from the division that actually worked on the product, right? And he was like handling IT, I guess. And, and, but none of them wanted to do it because these were all, not to be derogatory, I was about to call them basement dwellers. They're, they're, they're <laughs> I just. Don't think that's they're, not a slur. Dog okay, mind. yeah, but I'm, I'm not. I don't want to be too mean. It's like they're. It's, they just don't want to. They don't want to do customer service. Sure. They don't mm-hmm. want to talk to people. They want to work on the security appliances and they want to be left alone. And so eventually, they, and knowing what we know about how the security appliances work, 
They just want to be left alone. They just want to be <laughs> left alone. <laughs> so they're not even doing yeah. a good job on the security yeah. line. That's, that's, okay. the, yeah, that's, that's right. the problem. Yeah, that's, a lot of this, that's I an think, issue. Is, yeah. is that like there's a you know there's this level of like oh you you know we've got secret sauce going on. This is this is hard work. Da, da, da. It's like yeah. the end result kind of what is this? This stinks, man. Yeah. <laughs> right. Glorified. Yeah. I mean, you know, my favorite thing is like when I walked into one client's. Uh, server room after they had installed a brief little appliance. So, so there's a, this is getting into the FinSec, but I'm not going to dive too much into it. Okay. Financial security. So we got to save that for another Yeah. We got to save that for another time. Yeah. Um, but so you have, if you have a credit card scanner on your network, your bank is going to want you to uh, be audited um, for quote unquote PCI compliance. PCI compliance. Yeah. And so, one of the vendors, there's tons of vendors out there that do this. Um, one of them I ran into was really cool. They made a custom Raspberry Pi case, put their branding on it, and slapped nice. it in your network. And you know they they would they would I bet not. It was cute. Yeah, it was very cute, and they would not try to try to bullshit you. They'd be like, "Yeah, we're just running fucking Nmap. Like we're just doing scans. Like what do you, what do you want from us? Like that's all it is. We're doing scans to make sure that your network is compliant with PCI." You know, and we're doing them regularly, so you don't have to worry about renewing or whatever. Um, and if you told those guys what the other company we've been talking about do, they would laugh hysterically because it's basically the same thing, yeah, just with a lot more upcharging and weird mystery sauce behind it. Right? Yeah, and I'll and I'll say this that the the bigger company we we're talking about, you know, they remind me of me if I had no ethics and didn't care about doing any work and just wanted to fuck around all day. Like, well, there's a lot of people like that. Out there, there are a lot of people like that. And that's They've, kind of the topic, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. They have 20, 20 server racks in their office filled with cool gear. Mm-hmm. And I and I got to stare at it and take pictures. And I was like, this is the sickest shit. I feel like we veered yeah. into talking about how programmers and coders are frauds. Yes. Which is true. I'm sorry. Yeah. IT. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Because I can go on you this just offended a lot of people. We're with spending that statement way too much time on this company. Um, uh, yeah. But yeah, I, but I think I think that although although tech, as far as like Google and Facebook goes, you know, the tech industry is a little bit different than mm-hmm. IT. Mm-hmm. They're they definitely overlap and are bound together in some interesting ways and like the, the frauds in one are definitely connected to frauds in the other so yeah you know, it's, it's i don't it's a, i don't know enough about programmers to probably do an episode about that but yeah um so let's move on to point three which is the future and what needs to happen so it's like we talked about a lot of do you think we've adequately covered the problems Sure. I wanted to talk a little bit about ethics, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that was what I was thinking. We did not really talk about the ethics. Yeah. So, you know, so kind of like where I was thinking, you know, so for for my field, we have a very strict code of ethics. You know, we have a code of ethics from the American Psychological Association, which those are not, you know, legally binding. But, you know, as most of it, many of us are members of that organization, it does, you know, affect our profession. And then, of course, there are state laws and the Board of Psychology, which is are designed to protect consumers, and they can enforce, you know, many of those ethical codes. Let me so just ask one very thing. important. Yeah. If, if you do something unethical as a researcher, or as a clinical psychologist, mm-hmm. Philip, how are you? Zimbardo. Um, 
do you get pulled in front of the APA and and like, hey, what what the hell was that about? Um, usually it would be well. So if you're a member of the APA, they can put sanctions on you. They can like okay. kick you out of the organization. But that's honestly less important. So the APA's main job, basically, their job is to make psychologists look good and protect the field of psychology and advocate for the field of psychology. Individual states' board of psychologies are really what's most important because they have more legal power and influence. They have the licensing authority, yeah. and they're designed to protect consumers and actually enforce these things. So you can get kicked out of the APA. What is a worse consequence is getting sanctions through your state board of psychology because they're the ones who could revoke your license. And then, of course, if something is um, illegal, you know, there's a, a law too. You could have like legal consequences as well. So right. there's kind of different levels of things depending on the severity and like the particular laws in your state. Um, so you know, violating the APA ethics code itself is not great, but that's not going to have as many consequences as if you violated a state law or violated, um, you know, specific state codes from your board of psychology, because those are legally enforceable, if that makes sense. Although yeah, many of them overlap, you know, the APA is like, uh, you know, many of the laws are, are related to what is stated in the APA ethics code. Gotcha. Um, so, but anyway, though, I said all that <laughs> to say um, that, you know, so that's like an important part of what we do, right? And that's part of how we protect the public because our jobs are very important and we deal with a lot of very sensitive information and like, yeah. you know, very sensitive things. And IT people also deal with a lot of very sensitive information. I mean, you guys well, have access potentially to a lot of very personal data and important oh, data. I mean, yeah. <laughs> And, uh, you know, have, what's going on? What was that sound? <laughs> that was, that was John evil tackling laugh. evilly. Yeah. So Weird. I guess my question is, is like, what is in place to, um, to keep IT people using that information ethically and not, you know, not sharing things that they might find when they're like dealing with people's email servers I and mean, like, things like that. Real, real quick. I mean, yeah. Falls under HIPAA? What falls under HIPAA? All of your work. Yes. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. That's all. Sorry. Go on. Continue. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was I was gonna say like sadly like well so you know the part that you said about there being like actual you know legal repercussions if you break you know state laws and stuff that also applies right so like you know right. IT guys can get arrested for IT crimes you know for sure right because right. um, <laughs> right, you guys they're... do have to you do have to follow HIPAA and things like that as well if you're dealing with yeah. the medical but the thing is is like I'm like what I always think of is like well what kind of training do people even get for that you know I get a lot of training in HIPAA requirements I don't know <laughs> if the IT people at places I worked have gotten that even though they're also covered <laughs> under the law can I tell a story Sure, yeah, yeah. When I first started at Insight, there was a certain um, uncorked runner, if you will. <laughs> Colin, you know who I'm talking about, right? Mm, I'm not sure. Um, you uh, can't I, just call people out. Like I, that, I'm like, okay, it's whatever, man. Go go on. Then, go okay, on. go off, King. Um, John says to himself. <laughs> <laughs> You can't call yourself king. It You're right. Work that way. Hey, yeah. hey, look. Yes, it does. If you don't call yourself king, who else? <laughs> That's true. I'm sure shit. Not gonna call you king. So. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, call it. It was a um, internal account manager. We used to, we worked with, or I worked with very briefly. Um, and I remember they were the like uh, 
foremost expert on HIPAA in the company we worked for. Uh. Nobody else had like taken any sort of like exam or anything. It was just this one guy who was supposed to like parse the language and like understand. Yikes. And, and he left like a year after I worked there. We never replaced him. <laughs> yeah. And who, I, I still don't, I'm not quite sure who you're talking about. But anyways. Um, starts with a, name starts with an R. First name ends with an N. <laughs> anyways. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they, but they, they always told me like they were the one who knew the HIPAA language and have read the documents. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and that's the thing too, is I think going dating back like to that company and this was an you know, MSP outsourced IT to before, to before you got service provider. Right. Yeah. And you worked, some of your clients were medical, well, that's, um, that's, medical that's, companies that's, whose information and business. That's the thing. Was, that's uh, totally the thing is no before problem. John started a lot more <laughs> of our companies were medical mm -hmm. providers. Mm -hmm. um, we had some like, I mean, that was, that was a significant, um, representation of our clients was was medical, um, you know, just local, you know, medical clinics and mm -hmm. area medical clinics and yeah, and we had a pathology company. There's right. a lot, a lot of them, um, mm -hmm. and I think it was in part our failure to to provide any level of HIPAA compliance or accountability yeah. or answers. And again, on, or instill on, any confidence on Insight's right. part because that, that is was... a liability for the client mm -hmm. as well as for Insight. Mm -hmm. And and it's because like you know there, it's it would have cost how much money it would cost insight how much money to either hire somebody new or train somebody new and for them to justify that money how much extra would they have been able to charge their clients their existing medical clients well we were already having to fight for every dime every nickel mm -hmm. and dime right. so so clients would not have paid more mm -hmm. they were just expecting it right oh, yeah. um, and and that you know that just worked out like it needed to right because those places need to not you know medical places need to not have outsourced it you know any more than they um have to anyway right um so it's all for the best uh that that msps don't pretend at compliance right because just the fact that you're working with an outsourced company means you probably have like five compliance failures just related to how they're connecting to your stuff right yeah i mean it's it. always a risk having yeah. i mean it's allowed under hipaa but it's like right. whoever you contract with is has a, a, that liability and they have to you know they're supposed to oh, be yeah like providing some and i mean it's interesting that you mentioned the money because i know that hipaa violations if you get caught that can cost your company millions of dollars oh yeah absolutely I mean, you could end your entire company. You could be bankrupted. Oh, yeah. And I yeah. think the 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 medical clients that we did end up, you know, that ended, did end up sticking with us were just were really, I mean, sad to say, the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Of <laughs> how, how much money yeah. they wanted to spend, how how accountable yeah. they felt like mm -hmm. they should be to the to the ethical frameworks mm -hmm. and stuff. So. I'm thinking of one that cared so little that they at least three times stopped paying their bill for months <laughs> on end. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I mean, so so I guess, um, what was I trying to? I was, there was something about like the framework part, this customer service stuff, right? Where yeah. it's like I think there maybe is room for like, hey, some highly you know highly trained trade professionals that you know if you if you get past a certain point in this career you've got to have these credentials um and there's a there's a an agreed upon international or, or international framework for that but then there also has to be sort of like we were saying like the more accessible customer service side and i think there's like those can coexist 
Absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, you just have to have some, there has to be some level of like leveling up, right? It's like, okay, you got this job, um, you know, you got this entry level job that's going to give you the experience that's going to give you exposure um, but you don't just get to like automatically progress to you know it's you know you have to you have to like go to school or get you know, yeah. get the specific um specific licensing before you can really start touching the important things mm-hmm. i just don't know what that would look like you know where that right. would start yeah i don't know if anybody knows that yet i think you know that's kind of the issue with such a fast growing field is that you know i mean just to wrap up the ethics portion um we wanted i know before that we started the podcast we wanted to talk about um kind of the grifting a little bit so just like very briefly um you kind of have two things here right you have the the it providers like the ones that colin and i have worked for in the past um and then you have like the individuals and it's it's like we were saying because of uh because the company doesn't necessarily care always or the the leadership doesn't doesn't necessarily care to keep tabs on it or watch what they're doing it's really up to the it people to like take it upon themselves to actually do their job and some of them realize like no one is making sure that i do my job i can just fuck right off mm-hmm. like we mm-hmm. me and colin have worked with with clients where like their it guy would show up once a week for three hours and everyone in the office knew it but no one cared mm-hmm. and wow. it was just like you know be, because we were providing it for them and this guy was just getting a paycheck <laughs> <laughs> well what well, there's a there's a really interesting example in the news lately right um which is it's pretty horrifying um but sadly it makes kind of a good example for this and it's something that i've seen you know, I've seen it happen personally on some levels where this uh, this lady had uh, private pictures from her computer stolen by techs and like published on the Internet by, yeah. by techs who worked on her computer. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was an Apple computer and they were Apple licensed, you know, technicians. Wow. And so she she sued Apple and and won. Um, for like a you know breach of oh, wow. privacy and data nice. and stuff, yeah, and and it's like yeah, it's horrifying and it's good for her, but it's also it's an interesting challenge for like the whole thing because these these people, these technicians who are they were working for a specific company in you know in her area that was just some storefront you know repair your repair mm-hmm. your Apple computer here, um, and so you know Apple themselves will advise you wipe your whole computer out before you send it in for repairs to anywhere yeah. before you bring it into repairs for anywhere wow. um but i remember some... the help desk i mean the the genius bar quote unquote used to always tell people to take a backup and the genius bar is everything the genius bar is actually apple themselves yeah this was not the genius bar this was yeah just this like is the other i've seen these places so they were yeah certified repair apple, shop right? and yeah. and so it's you know it's good on apple for taking responsibility and for paying her out the damages for sure but in like a realistic way like what how do we move forward with that right like these guys right. were creeps working out of their local store that had been basically outsourced as a local repair stop by yeah. apple and so is mm-hmm. that i mean maybe that's the answer that outsourcing is inherently evil right <laughs> that you lose you really lose all control over your compliance over your public image over everything i mean um, yeah there are problems you outsource. with that um, yeah. and yet outsourcing is the norm um, mm-hmm. in, in it for sure right and that's the thing is yeah. like we we can't really you know why why can't we 
rely on big companies to take charge and say, hey, this is what we're going to start laying down a definition here. We're going to start laying down guidelines and a framework because they don't care. It doesn't cost them that much for a failure. Like what did Apple pay her? Five mil? It's nothing to them. Yeah, or something like that. Maybe a little bit less. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it it just does not matter, especially when you have more money than the government, but it's a separate topic. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's sort of is like, well, I mean, on some level, you know, and I think I'm like thinking to myself, like, well, you know, yeah, Apple definitely has the money to put their own repair units in every, you know, city. And it's like, well, they sort of have with the Apple yeah, store, right? They have. Um, but these other these these sort of second party um, contractors are allowed to operate. And, you know, maybe that's just it. It's just like, yeah, shut it down. Like, sorry, this, this kind of creepy crap, you weird little basement geeks, <laughs> you know, you just can't work on a lady's computer without digging around in it for gross stuff. Like we can't yeah. work with you unless you have some fucking credentials. I'm sorry. I think um, that would be completely reasonable to me, but right. I think they yeah. stopped yeah. certifying repair. This is totally on a side note, but I think they stopped certifying repair shops, yeah, right? Because so I don't, I haven't seen any I don't like know. That's interesting because it's like Apple. you see something like, oh, Apple certified, and that has an air of like, oh, this is legit, right? Like yeah. I can trust this, you know, which is a problem when there's like no real oversight. And of course, like yeah, there are these laws in place, but like how many times have things like this probably happened where oh, no yeah. one got caught or oh, you know? Daily, and so daily. yeah, it's like it's like you know it's like sure it's like yeah people might think that like oh yeah this is illegal or or they may or may not like even really realize the consequences of that right and so there has to be kind of some weight behind like these ethical things like you guys are entrusted with a lot of very like personal data right and like what's to stop you in most cases from you want to hear using it inappropriately you want to hear something scary yeah like this was this got me really excited when i started at the job where i met colin (laughs) um you know like week two, they give me access to the uh, the RMM. Colin, what does RMM stand for again? Remote management and uh, monitoring. And monitoring. Remote monitoring and management. Remote monitoring and management. And it's they... basically it's backdoor. We control all your computer software. Yeah. So they gave me access to that, which allows me to see, which allows us to see like files on every computer, log into a computer, mm-hmm. log in every server. And then we have administrative access because we have an administrator account that has access to basically all your stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was so like, oh my God, when I logged in because it said we had 4,000 endpoints. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy fuck, like I have access to 4,000, unfettered access to 4,000 <laughs> computers with a minimal logging infrastructure to keep track of what I do. And they just like gave that to you. Like, I just want to clarify that John just had an unrelated college degree, no experience in IT. And you obviously knew what you were doing and you were ethical, but imagine somebody who was younger and like didn't. You don't have to imagine. (laughs) Right, exactly. Exactly. Like, it's happened, right? So it's just like for people to think about, like, you don't know who has access to all of your Mm -hmm. data, right? And just because somebody is employed by a company doesn't mean that they have had any training and what's an appropriate use of this information. You know, it's like, is there any kind of thing to say, like, you know, like even at my job now, like we have access to, you know, a lot of healthcare data and we got training, like you don't access people's charts that you don't need to see. You don't access Mm -hmm. information in people's charts that's not relevant to your job. Right. So it's like very like. No one told me not to do that. Yeah. So that's that's what's a little bit bit scary. For my part, I tried to teach John IT ethics hard and early. Um, yeah, I, I mean, none of it took. 
I didn't look. I didn't. I didn't go through people's shit. Okay, there was there. There were times where, like, at clients, I was heavily involved and spent a lot of time at, and I was like, you know, like, man, I'd forget this guy's birthday, so I'd go look up the HR record, be like, oh shit, did I remember his birthday? All right, cool. Oh, it's not today. Good. It's a few more weeks. And then I accidentally saw everybody's salaries while I was looking at that. But. Yeah, see, that's the kind of thing. It's like, do you really need to? Do you really need to? Know I that, need though? to know his birthday. He's yeah. a good friend of mine. Well, then part you should of it, know his birthday. Part, part of it too. Part of it too. And and you know, I was uh, one of the tasks that I've had, and I mean, I think I can still have this level of access at my new place. Is um, you know administering the email filter right Um, a spam filter antivirus filter and stuff like that um and so that means that i can read every email you know that comes into the company um and to some extent every email that's sent within the company and like that's just that's my life like that's not something to brag about like there are very few Mm -hmm. reasons i'd ever like want to go into that stuff but there are definitely times where you know you just see stuff that's and and that's where part of the professional ethics come in too where it's just like look i can just you know i didn't see that no i didn't you know i can just move on with my job like that's not that's not fuel for my gossip that's not you know that's just information that i can treat like i don't know and like being able to sort of put that barrier up is really important and i think it's just sort of a I don't know, man. I don't know where people learn that. Um, I think you, I mean, you're obviously just like a naturally very ethical person, but I can imagine that there would be so many people, an 18 year old that you like hired, you know, off the street. It's like, like people aren't going to realize that it's like, oh, if I see something in email, I shouldn't share that with other people. Right. Is there anything to really stop you? Maybe company policy, but like, (laughs) well, I, I, I wish that really quick, Emma, where, when does the male brain stop developing? like 25 yeah there you go well that's for everyone not just males well i thought i thought women finished their i thought their brains finished developing sooner unrelated maybe a little bit but okay um, anyway anyway like it's still not until you're well into your 20s um but i just wanted to put that out there john has only recently run out of hope completely yeah (laughs) (laughs) this is as good as it gets for you john damn i'm just kidding (laughs) hey i was i was 25 when i got my first it job so um but i've definitely i mean there's there's also it's like you know I've, i've worked with people who've talked about you know with like zero um you know with 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 zero scruples with zero like shame about how like oh yeah you know we'd work on people's computers and we'd check out their computers for mp3s and grab those mp3s and put them on our you know put them on our shared drive and, wow. and like that's a pretty that seems like a pretty harmless example that like, free music like, yeah exactly it's like oh well this person probably stole this to begin with and <laughs> you know it's his data this is nothing personal or private of theirs i just get a copy of the song now and like da 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 like there's plenty of people who would you know think that that's totally normal and kind of right. a side benefit of the job but also as somebody who's coming from a profession that has very strong boundaries you can see how that's already like oh yeah much. to me i'm and like no already, that's absolutely like, inappropriate yeah, it's already <laughs> like, opening the door to so many yeah. other levels of things right it's like, like where's the where's the line of what's acceptable it's like so i mean ideally i think the ethics would be like you don't take anything from people's computers you don't look at right, anything you don't right. need to if you accidentally find some information that's personal you don't share that you pretend like you didn't see it what if it's porn and it's really good porn 
I well, I have been tasked no, specifically with cleaning off somebody's hard drive, and their hard. I mean, they would surprise. This this I think happened less and less um, as as things went on, and I was responsible for fewer like <laughs> user interactions. Um, but man, I, early on, I remember like so much stuff came down to porn. Um, yeah, like I had a I, I had a I had a you know the owner of a company I was working for who had a hard drive, his hard drive was full and they're like, Hey, uh, clean up the hard drive. Da, 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 da. It's like, well, what do you think it was all full of? And I'm just like, okay, how do I ask you? Like, uh, this is all porn. Do you want me to delete all your fucking porn? I, you know, I don't know what to yeah, say like, here. We're not trying to shame people. Um, I mean, well, <laughs> don't put it on your work computer, please. I would say, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of issues with doing that. Right. So that's know, the be main, that is the main thing that I wish I could teach people on like just a fundamental, like learn it from childhood level is like a, a computer that doesn't, a computer you don't take home with you, like a computer that does not belong to a you. Like, you don't belong. Yeah. That you don't own. You, everything that happens on it is you should just treat it as wide open. You know, right. don't do mm-hmm. anything private on that. And and that's like, I feel like, you know, that's sort of putting it on the user and not on my co- professional colleagues um, in a way that I'm not comfortable with, but it is just right. like the best way to protect yourself. Right. You know? Yeah. Because for the individual, the, if you're worried about the things we're talking about right now, that's right. your, that's what you do. Because yeah. we are, we are working from a position of trust, right? Like there's mm-hmm. nothing, if you're using a computer that we've provided for you, you're kind of... You got to, you know, it, 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 you don't have any control over how ethical the person who's administering that is, right. but yeah. you can just be like, look, this is for professional stuff only, no personal emails, no personal programs, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to treat this like it's my playground. And, you know, that's a lot to ask from people in my experience, but oh, it's yeah. the number one thing that would, you know, protect you against like mm-hmm. abusive weirdos in your right. workplace. Because you, know? you just don't know who's behind, you know, that computer and, yeah, not not a lot really to keep them from using yeah. that information inappropriately and a lot of time I, it is harmless stuff i've migrated people's you know personal pictures for them to a new computer mm-hmm. and i'm like you know hey you know you really shouldn't have those on here <laughs> you know I, I remember like when when i was administering some uh when i was a, a, a common person administering this one client some dude's iTunes was getting copied to the server via folder redirection. And I immediately was like, Nope, like that's, I'm not, I'm I'm not going to go get in your face about having your personal iTunes on your work computer, but it absolutely is not going on the servers. Well, a big part of that too, and this is kind of branching off into a whole other topic is like, yeah, we're know, starting to stretch out ethics here. Is, is <laughs> yeah. administrators, you know, I, I don't think, I think that there should be fewer rules about behavior and more computers set up to just, you know, yes. not really allow yes. um, mm. illicit behavior because people are yeah. now don't put your iTunes on your computer. I'm not going to put that in the user's hands and act yeah. like that's something that they did wrong. Right. It's my job to control what goes on the computers yeah. or not. And I can just mm. flip the switch. This is, Hey, no iTunes. Right. And that sucks for the user, but we've got to work that out. Yeah, right. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good point too. So I, how long are, what, what time are we at? I feel like we're at an hour and 10. Okay. We've Which is fine. I mean, I, you know, that's not a big deal. I, <laughs> but I think we should really talk about like, what's our vision for the future? Like, I know this is a complicated ass problem. We're not going to solve right. it ourselves. Yeah. Um, I mean, and I'll, I'll start with my, uh, cause I've only been in this career for like six years, right? Five years. Hmm. And so let me, let me talk about my vision. Yeah. 
my vision for a utopian world in IT with Mm -hmm. unicorns and lollipops. Um, No one thought that was funny. Wow. Okay. Um, (laughs) So my vision is an international IT um, kind of council. International. Wow. And I say international because with with the medical board and the APA, there are things that make it so that that's, those are important to keep within your country, or at least keep a separate entity and a separate license. Not even country, but state, like local jurisdiction. Every state has different for in medical, Mm -hmm. every state has different healthcare. Um, Every state has different prevalent diseases. Uh, You know, we don't see a lot of diseases that the rest of the world see here. You know, our water is clean. We don't deal with diseases from dirty water and shit um the apa is 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 holding you to maybe a different set of standards than another country right or or you're dealing with different problems than other countries right yeah i mean i i guess it doesn't have to be this way but it just worked out where it's state by i mean apa is you know nationwide but the in terms of the legal and like licensing it's state by state it's state by state exactly and so i think it can be international and here's why or it can be guided by international concepts um we what's the most prevalent operating system in the world it's windows all right i mean depending on how you count linux right yeah yeah i mean let's for an endpoint user interaction windows um next up is probably mac os um for every server in the world it's linux for the most part i mean majority of servers you are going to find debian red hat um, and and little free BSD and little if if any else um, networking equipment. You know, it's like yeah, in Europe they might use Microtix more than we do, um, or Hawaii in certain places. Or but and then in America we're using Cisco, we're using Aruba, we're using Arista, we're using Extreme Networks. Emma's like wrap it the fuck up. Sorry, I'm a networking geek. You know, I I mean I love networking. That's why my job is networking. Um, but, you know, these technologies are international. I mean, you're not going to make money just selling this equipment within a country. Um, and so I think we can hold people to a world standard. Like, yeah, sure, the languages are different. But I think we can have a council that just says, like, oh, you know, are you, are you working on a business's, you know, holding people accountable to it is another thing. You're going to have to have countries opt or like countries and businesses opt in. Right. That's the difference between an ethics code and like actual laws. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. To. And so, you know, I'm not, I'm not advocating for an international court. <laughs> I think that might be a bit extreme. I mean, if the crime is big enough, I mean, let's, let's be real. Like we should probably have the ICC being like, being like, we're, we're putting out a goddamn warrant for the people who ransomware this company, you know, that should probably be a thing, even if it's just ceremonial. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it just needs to be something that the world, the international sphere takes seriously, you know, and stops ignoring. And yeah. like, like we have, and we have at least an agency in America that handles it. I don't know. I, I feel like I mean I don't think that's like necessarily a bad direction to go or a bad you know thing to get in place. 
I would say, like, I think you've already got some pieces of it of it in place now, right? Which is just your, you know, your certifications from, right? Like Linux, like the Linux Foundation offers certifications. Yeah. Microsoft, or, the maker of Windows, offers yeah. certifications. Mac, the maker of Mac OS, offers certifications. So, you know, you can, you know, those basic operating systems and other, you know, other equivalents in, in, in other fields of equipment, you know, they do, they do offer certifications and maybe those could be a little bit more enhanced or mm-hmm. beefed up or given, you know, given some, some kind of new life. But I think that start is already there. Um, the biggest question to me is just what is going to, what is going to cause um, companies to, to want to adhere to this framework? Um, like, you know, we as professionals can say, oh, yeah, sure, I'm down with that. I would take those classes. I'd get that certification. But what is going to make a company say, yes, that's good. We'll pay you more for that. Or we just won't hire you at all if you don't have it. Like, what's actually mm-hmm. going to you know, put that pressure on? It? And I think that has to be, um, I think, you know, it comes in like two forms, basically, which is like, you know, you gotta have you gotta have certified accountants, or you're gonna get sued. You know, yeah, you're gonna get right. you're gonna lose yeah. money, yeah. and you gotta have you know certified lawyers, or you know they're not gonna be able to you know they're not. Well, you're just not, not gonna, gonna win a court. Operate, <laughs> right, not gonna exactly. be able to Operate in their professional framework mm-hmm. to do their to the mm-hmm. legal work for you. Yeah. Um. And so you know, I don't I don't know what it would look like. Just you know, I, insurance I, companies. Really, I think just forcing. You know, like yeah. every almost every form of business requires insurance, so it's got to be those insurance companies saying, "Hey, look, right. if you don't have an actual professional running your computer systems, like we can't insure you. That's a joke. Mm-hmm. Exactly. This is, this is real. This is real business here, yeah. just like it would be in a, with accounting." And I don't know how business insurance works right now if they cover you at all for a ransomware attack or anything like that. But I mean, they shouldn't. <laughs> I feel like unfortunately, it's going to take like more problems before this stuff becomes enforced you know it's like even you know i was looking up like when the ethics code for psychology was created when the boards of psychology were created and that was not right away it was like several decades after you know kind of the field of psychology as we know it began you know the first apa ethics code i just looked up wasn't until the 1950s um and you know kind of psychological services as we sort of recognize them have been around since as long as you know the the 1800s like john is recording it's it's not that bad, honestly. <laughs> I can I can I can I I can only barely Sorry, hear it in the no I can only I can hear it, but it's just a little bit in the background. Um, and the ethics code came about because people were doing some really like sus things. So I yeah, think yeah, I feel yeah. like you know. So the point is like I think like you know usually these things happen unfortunately in reaction to there being a lot of problems. Um, so I don't know. That's unfortunate. Well, but... let me just give a shout out to the uh, my boys at Colonial Pipeline. <laughs> Thank you, my G's. Um, also, whoever was in charge at that um, that Florida water plant, like truly some absolute brain dead <laughs> security. Love it. Thank well, you. I, I you know I don't want to throw stones too too hard, right? but it's because... gonna take it's gonna take stuff like that, right? Yeah. Maybe, well, also. I mean, also like, you know, like in, in Apple's case with this court case that lost them a oh, few yeah. million dollars, right? Um, is just like saying, hey, look, no, we're not, we're not licensing anybody else. Like mm-hmm. unless they, um, 
you know, we're, we're doing this all first party. We're doing this all in-house. We're doing this all with a much more rigid framework. Like it's that sort of stuff that, yeah, that gives the impetus to lock things down basically. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's, um, yeah, I mean, but that's, you can't just take away. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, that's not a fully formed thought. Sorry. Um, the but yeah i mean not not to be super mean to those people but it but it's like yeah it is gonna it's gonna have to take a big public failure several big public failures which interestingly enough there have been in the past right. few months yeah exactly <laughs> some of the biggest JBS, that we've seen so far um colonial pipeline which actually paid the ransom which the is the meat the meat company is that jbs yeah jbs yeah. is the meat company colonial pipeline is paid their ransom which i think was four million in bitcoin which <laughs> this just shows how incredibly like not intelligent you you can be to here here's your requirement to be a successful ransomware person um buy the software on a on a russian forum uh be in a country with no extradition of the united states <laughs> that's it and then you're gonna own a lamborghini like in a, in two months from now <laughs> and i yeah it's like I'm i'm sorry to encourage you people but that's the state of the world right now. It's not that hard, you know. It's no. it's a it's not a bad career path if you well, live in a country with no extradition. Malware as a service. Which, yeah, exactly. You know, I think of like where that is super relevant is that you know the the like the people who are out there like like attacking computers are getting more sophisticated and more organized. Um, yeah. And if the you know community, the international community of good guys i guess you know it guys don't like um don't step up then um, right there yeah. has to be so some like, something just, just happening in reaction happen. otherwise i feel like these things are just going to keep happening and exactly keep getting worse exactly so it's like with with um what was i what was i going to say about that yeah with the in the case of colonial pipeline they got really lucky like they they got attacked by some absolute dumbasses who transferred by the way bitcoin's not secure anymore folks you're not hiding well, anything well that's i mean and that's a whole other <laughs> and thing so their money on. got they got their money recovered by the fbi that's a that's a whole other thing to go off on is like how much bitcoin sucks but one of the specific ways is um you know what it's it's it was meant to be super traceable right it's like it's not yeah it's not meant to be anonymous but it's sort of got yeah we're not gonna die but but yeah i mean my my point is unfortunately colonial pipeline now thinks like oh look at that it wasn't so bad like i i'm wondering if they'll even change anything now at that company <laughs> like they might be like oh we'll close we'll close the whatever service they got in on right or we'll we'll set up we'll put a line at the top of the email that says this email's from an external source <laughs> right it's like right. that that might be all they do and it's like no 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 you need to that that failure i mean I, i'm not sure if the fbi is auditing them they should be yeah well i mean at this i, I don't know i mean at this point it's getting into also to how little power the you know any sort of legislative or regulating body has over corporations these days. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. That's, you know, seems like maybe getting on the, the global socio-political shit, but it, it yeah, does tie yeah. back into like, well, how will we ever implement, 
you know, and a framework, a new ethical framework for this global profession. If you know, states and 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 regulatory committees just are actively shunned. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, as like being anti-capitalist anti-corporate and those are our you know most important things right now so that's i think that's part of it too is that these it's it's free it's free market capitalism to get your you know to get the cheapest it guy that you can right yeah exactly Mm -hmm. it's it's and that's that's what it's that's where we're at it's a good this is a good note to get to that's where we're at right now it's like oh it's your choice america you have freedom to be we're going to very quickly and already have been starting to feel the consequences of that choice. No regulation, baby. Your IT guys can be hammered all day. We don't care. Yeah. All and right. it's... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm, you know, I mean, that, that was, that was what you did at your old. <laughs> I mean, you know, start drinking <laughs> after <all> three. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> Hey, they got rid of the beer my final year there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Real Probably shame. for the best. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, and that that's that's where we're at, right? It's like it's it's corporate freedom, not just in America, worldwide. Um, you get to choose if you actually want a fully functioning IT department. Um, some places have extremely large ones. Some places have tiny microscopic ones like colonial pipeline um you know like emma works for a large medical provider and they have a very large it department Mm -hmm. but even Mm -hmm. they do outsource um some work sometimes i worked with a guy who did all of their wireless and all their hospitals in one region um and that was contract work you know which makes sense um so it's like there there are there are people who do it right without being asked to. There are people who do it wrong and pay the price. There are people mm-hmm. who do it wrong and may never pay the price. Right. So. Well, I think that's probably a good good place to, to wrap yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, unless, Colin, do you have any, any closure to <laughs> add? Final thoughts. No, I think that was a good, that was a pretty good spot to end it on. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's so. been a very cheerful conversation. <laughs> well, you know, we, we we it was a roller coaster, but we yeah yeah, and and you know, it's like I I I go all over the place with this stuff because I think of all these fun examples, and now I'm like, I think we need to have an episode where maybe I bring in Colin and other people who I've worked with, and we just do an IT stories episode. Oh God, we, like the worst things you've heard in your so job. much. Yeah, we have so much stuff um that might be a fun episode i don't know if if you're into that you can you can hit our email um we'll get to that pot pcast at gmail.com we have an email yeah because i had to register the accounts that i store this stuff on. interesting okay um all right but yeah that's uh that's all i've got yeah well thank you so much colin for being here with us again yeah i really appreciate it yeah we appreciate your input yeah Cool. Well, y'all have a good one. And All I'll right. talk to you soon. Yeah, yeah. Say hi to Nora for me. Yes. <laughs> See ya. Farewell, right. everyone. Bye.